to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Today we're going to be talking about a subject that is very, very important to me because it is basically one of my biggest problems in life. Overthinking. But more importantly, we are going to be talking about how we can stop overthinking. And I sure hope that you and me can do that together. Let me tell you a little about my overthinking. I'm the girl that asked God many times, why did you make me this way if it's not socially acceptable? That's right. Like many of you, I have a lot of things about me that I feel don't fit in and that I am too worried won't be accepted. I second-guess messages that I send to people. Sometimes I retrieve them after I send them. People go nuts over that. Um, I, I'm uh, second-guessing topics that I'm interested in. How I choose to live my private life. I mean, my biggest fear in life is hurting those that I love most because I am not who they want me to be. Or what if I am not who they want me to be? And for that reason, I am always overthinking. Every word, every feeling, every desire, every decision. And it doesn't feel good. First, let's get clinical. Another word for overthinking is rumination. To ruminate means to chew over. The word is derived from how cows digest their food. Yeah, cows. Cows chew, swallow, regurgitate, then chew again. Ew right? Well, this works well for cows. But what humans chew over is our distressing thoughts. Ruminating, therefore, means to brood over upsetting thoughts by replaying them in your mind. You can overthink the hell out of anything. The last time you saw your grandma before she died, that work presentation last month, yesterday's argument with your significant other, your performance, evaluation next quarter the damn toast that you agreed to give at the wedding next summer we all do it and most of the time it's relatively harmless we turn over what we should have said or over plan what we should do and then we move on it's annoying but most of the time it's no more stressful than earworm song you can't get out of your head or a nagging discussion that you wish you could redo. But although common, overthinking is not so harmless. It is closely tied to depression and anxiety. It can be a symptom of both, it can make them worse, or it can make you more susceptible to them in the first place. Even start them. It steals time and energy and rarely produces anything worthwhile. And by exhausting you in the process, it makes you more susceptible to its close relatives' anxiety and depression. It's also very deceiving because many times we feel that by overthinking, we are problem solving. But we're not. We are problem creating. 
While many problems are resolved by giving them careful thought and deliberation, rumination is repetitive thinking, going over and over the same thought or problem without any resolution. A problem does not get solved. It intensifies by ruminating on it. It's simply, you know, it's, it's like repeating a typically negative thought without mentally moving to a new perspective. Rumination does not lead to new insights or understanding. It just spins around like we're trapped in an emotionally distressing hamster wheel. Also, rumination is harmful because you don't typically overthink good things, right? It tends to be about the bad stuff. It isn't when you replay your last second game-winning shot or the well-timed joke. It's slogging through the negatives. Ruminative thoughts are, by definition, intrusive. They pop into our mind, unbidden, and they tend to linger, especially when the thought is about something really upsetting or distressing. Look like what you should have said or what you shouldn't have sent somebody. It's also physically harmful to our bodies. Replaying distressing thought is like picking an emotional scab because it brings up the distress each time that we have the thought and it floods our body with stress hormones as a result. We can easily spend hours with stress hormones and and days stewing in upsetting thoughts. And by doing so, it's putting ourselves in a state of physical stress and emotional distress. And as a result, habitual rumination significantly increases our risk of developing clinical depression, impaired problem solving, eating disorders, substance abuse, and even cardiovascular disease. Ouch. It's also super harmful for our brains because repeating the rumination cycle results in changed brain wiring. Rumination actually changes the structure of the brain, not unlike changing a footpath into a roadway, into a highway with a lot of on the, of the, on the ramp. So it gets easier and easier to fall into rumination. And the more we do it, the more difficult it is to stop doing it. It becomes routine. Rumination becomes a habit of thought. It is a challenge to shift to another thought. And a person who believes, oh, if I just think about it long enough, I will figure it out, is making a mistake. Because the more habitual the thought, the harder it is to break it. So how do we break this super harmful cycle? Well, first thing to make sure, as with most things, is that you have the awareness that this is happening. Your first step is to identify ruminative thoughts and flag them as harmful. Once the ruminative thought becomes repetitive or starts out that way, we need to catch it and convert it to a useful problem-solving task by posting, posing it as a problem that can be answered, you know, as opposed to one that cannot be. So, for example, convert, I can't believe this is happening to what can I do to prevent it from happening again? Or convert, I don't have good friends to what steps could I take to deepen the friendships that I have and find new ones? But if you know that you are on a, that you are an overthinker already like me, then this has become habitual already and you may just want to prevent it from starting, right? So have a stockpile of positive statements like I'm trying my best or I have support if I need it. You should have mantras, affirmations, anything that can help you feel better about yourself and the situation. The way to erase uh the trace of this repetitive thought, often a worry, is to block the on-ramp to rumination and deliberately plan ahead 
about what to think instead of that bad thought. So it sounds straightforward, but it is one of those things that is easy to understand but hard to do, you know? So another thing you can do is distract yourself because distractions are great. When a bad thought or a feeling enters your mind, you have, you know, already tried sitting with that feeling until it goes away, but it's still there. So try redirecting your attention to something else that requires focus, like a two to three minute distraction, like a puzzle or a memory task or like Candy Crush, like anything that requires concentration can be enough to break the compelling pull um, of the ruminative thought. And if we use distraction each time that we have the thought, the frequency with which it appears in our mind will diminish, as will its intensity. That's really good news. And one other good tool, at least one that has helped me, is journaling. It might seem strange to give these thoughts more time in the spotlight, but I often journal my really bad thoughts because people tend to slip into rumination when they're trying to go to sleep and, you know, they could really benefit from having a notepad in their bed to jot down the thoughts and worries that are on repeat because you tell yourself that you won't forget the thoughts now that they're on paper and you need a break from them as you rest. Basically, the idea is that your brain does not want to stop thinking because it thinks that it will forget and then the issue will continue because it was never solved. But if you write it down, you're telling your brain that it's stored elsewhere so it can rest now. It doesn't have to keep thinking about it. We also need to seriously reclaim our brain and to show it who is boss. We should all have a blanket rule to interrupt unneeded thoughts whenever they come up and plan ahead for like a positive thought that we can switch it to. So if you need to interrupt and replace hundreds of times a day, it will stop fast, probably within a day. Even if the switch is simply to return attention to the task at hand, like if you have something that you're trying to distract yourself to, it should be a decision to change the ruminative thought. For me, what has really been helping is focusing on the positives rather than the negatives which is the whole point of the High Vibe podcast and High Vibe Advocate and everything I'm advocating all the time. So the whole thing about positivity is that it makes you happy. You know, it it switches, it kind of rewires your brain too. So who you are is not something that you should judge. We were all built the way we were built for a reason. Of course, you cannot physically harm others and just brush it off as, oh, that's how I was built. But your personal desires, they matter, you know? And they're not there for no reason. And there's nothing that's wrong with going after what would truly make you happy in life and satisfied in every aspect of your life. Instead of focusing on what's wrong with it, focus on what is right with it. Focus on what could go right instead of what could go wrong. The positive impact that living your best life, being authentic and, you know, feeding your fantasies and your, you know, your desires, how that's going to make you a better person towards others because you'll be more satisfied and more fulfilled. Remember that you are a better person to others when you're happy and that if you deprive yourself of what, of what would make you happy to make sure that you don't hurt others, then you will hurt others by not being your happiest self. Let go of fear. Never make a decision from that place. 
Fear is healthy in extremely small doses. Nothing will stop you from progress in the way that fear will. If you have a voice inside of you saying that you can't do something, just make it your goal to do that exact thing just to shut that voice up by proving it wrong. If you're like me, you often feel like an outcast, like a deviant, like some sort of failure. But you know, the funny thing is, if you're not failing, then you're not pushing your limits. And if you're not pushing your limits, you're not maximizing your potential. As it may turn out, you are much more normal than you think. We just live in a society of hypocrites. That's all. You definitely don't need to be one, but if it will make you happier, then choose to be one because you know what? No one will be able to tell the difference. Finally, remember that no one can remind or predict the future, so stop playing a bad case scenario when you have the choice. If you don't get a response from someone when you text them or send them a message, instead of thinking that they don't care about you or that they didn't like it, think that they're too busy. If you feel like the message you sent was inappropriate and you know maybe it was too shocking, then think how perhaps it turned them on so much that they became speechless. If you don't know how the interview will go, then imagine how amazing it will be and how everyone will love you. I mean, you have more control than you think regarding your thoughts and how they'll make you feel. So choose thoughts that will make you feel good. And sometimes, just sometimes, you do need to step outside of your head and remember that the world does not revolve around you. I know I have to remind myself of that all the time. People have their own personal issues and struggles and constrictions and distractions and obligations and feelings and fears and personalities and whatever reaction or lack of reaction that you receive has nothing to do with you and nothing to do with anything that you did. It's their journey too. It's their life too. They have the right to feel how they feel, respond when they respond, not respond if they don't want to, and not tell you about it if they choose not to. Don't force anything. Go with the flow. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.